Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power Meets Mystic. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Today on the show, it's me, Michelle Walters, talking to my guest, Alina LeBlanc. Cynthia, my co-host, is off this week. Alina LeBlanc, the personal stylist and founder of LeBlanc Label, was born and raised in the Bay Area, California. She empowers female creative professionals and entrepreneurs to look and feel their best by helping them discover their true personal style. With a background in fashion design, she uses her knowledge of fabrics, fit, form, and fun to help create a wardrobe that is personal and purposeful. Alina uses style as a tool to help women gain confidence, elevate their lives and business, and attract their ideal clients. Welcome, Alina. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you on our show today. I thought uh, you could start by telling our listeners a little bit more about you and your background and how you got into this kind of work, because it's not the kind of work that everybody does. <laughs> um, yes, of course. So I have been in the fashion industry for now. It's been about what, nine years. And my background is in fashion design. So even when I was a little girl, I always dreamed of being a fashion designer. That was always my goal. And I didn't really think it would happen or was possible. And as I got older, I realized like, no, this is something I'm really drawn to and something I really want to pursue. So I ended up going to the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. I majored in women's wear fashion design, and then I've worked for fashion tech companies since then. So based in the Bay Area, I've worked for Third Love, which is a lingerie company. I've worked for Marge, which was a women's, it was a very niche market, but it was like tall luxury line for women five, nine and above. Oh, oh you would love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My kind of club. perfect for you. And then I also worked for a company called Latote, which is a fashion subscription company. And I designed for their private label lines. Um, due to the pandemic, our company ended up filing for bankruptcy and laying everybody off, which was really hard at the time. But I realize now it was such a big opportunity for me to 
kind of take a step forward and create something of my own that I knew I was going to have more impact in. So I started doing personal styling, helping women use more of what they own rather than just buying all new things. I really want to help them create intentional styles that feels very authentic and elevated enhances their lives. That's great. That's absolutely great. I was really impressed with a presentation I saw you give a few weeks ago. And one of the things that I really liked about it was how you spoke about your business as focusing on trying to be more sustainable and helping women to, you know, not buy a hundred $20 things that they're going to wear once or twice, but really think of fashion as something where you could purchase pieces that would last longer, be better made. Um, and, and that's a real shift. I know from the way that fashion has evolved and worked as an industry for the last, I don't know, 50 or a hundred years. I know it's kind of crazy. And I think the pandemic really brought all of that to focus for me when I had time to think about the issues that the fashion industry were creating in the world. I didn't want to be a part of that and just design to design more product that the world didn't necessarily need. So for me, I was like, how can I use the skills that I have from design? And I know what to look for, for quality, for construction, for different fabrics that are really going to be I would say investment pieces for people's wardrobe, but pieces that they wear all the time, not just something you're going to wear one time and be done with it. I want to help people find intentional pieces that they feel excited about, that they can wear so many different ways and still have versatility without having to go and buy, buy, buy all the time. I think that's great. I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books. And one that I listened to recently was talking about so many startups in women's fashion in the last few years, including startups for like renting your clothes and, um, and reselling your designer items. And so it makes great sense to me that you're entering this market at the same time as a lot of other female entrepreneurs are looking at it going, Hey, this is ripe for overhaul, man. This could be a whole lot better. Yeah. And I think it's really important that the fashion industry does shift anyway, because right now where it's at is not sustainable to just keep making these cheap products and overproducing. So, but I think it's like what you don't know, you don't know. And when you're working with people and that's something that they're used to, it is a big mindset shift to think, okay, I'm actually going to be purchasing something I'm going to have for a long amount of time. And it's worth this amount of money. If you think about cost per wares, that makes sense. Um, rather than just keep adding all the time. So it's hard because this is something that you're shown all the time, like fashion shows, they happen twice a year in all big, like metropolitan cities. So you're constantly fed new trends. And for me, I'm really helping people step away from trends and following that and just overconsumption of fashion and instead trying to really figure out what's personal for you and what feels good for you. So I want to dig into that a little bit more and, and hear from you. I've been thinking a lot about self-confidence, especially self-confidence for, for women and kind of where that comes from. And while I have a core belief that a huge amount of it comes from, comes from your mind, your heart and, and your experiences, you know, if you 
if you heard as a kid that you were worthy, that's a whole lot better than if you heard as a kid, maybe you weren't right. Yes. But there, there's, there's an element of self-confidence that is related to what you wear. And, and I thought maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about how you see clothing and design and one's, one's personal outward expression and how that relates to one's feeling of self-confidence, one's, one's ability to, to succeed at the things you want to succeed at. Yeah, I think that's such a huge issue for so many women that they strive for. And I would say everybody that I have talked to, all of my clients, people who might not end up working with me, but the number one thing that people are looking for from styling is confidence. And I get to see what a big tool that can be and how your wardrobe can really shift your perspective on that and help you feel more confident, even by understanding your body type. And rather than putting yourself down and trying to fit into this mold of like, I should be this size. I should fit the size, just dropping that, which does take some work, but it's really dropping that and realize clothes are made to fit you. You are not made to fit your clothes and to use them to enhance your life, to make you feel good and express yourself rather than, Oh, everybody's doing this. I should do this. I don't really feel that good in it, but I'm still going to wear it. It's stepping away from that and really stepping into your own power and confidence just by saying, I want to show up. I want to feel really good. And I want to celebrate this body that I have and feel good every day because everybody is worthy of that. It's just, you're constantly bombarded with these images and models. And you, a lot of women don't think that they're worthy of that. When in reality, your body, I talk about this a lot, but I'm very passionate about it. Your body does so much for you. And you deserve to dress it up to adorn it and feel good every day. I totally hear you there, Alina. I think even though like I'm trying to build my business really around this idea of the mind at the end of the day, what good is your mind if you don't have a body? And so (laughs) you better take care of that body. It is the carrier of the whole thing. So maybe Alina, just to make this sort of come come around, be clear Mm -hmm. for our clients. You could tell us a short story about a client who you dressed recently and who, whose dressing, whose, whose work with you really helped to identify and lift her self-confidence. Yeah. I actually work with a lot of clients like that. And it's so amazing to see the transformation that they experience because a lot of what I do has really nothing to do with clothes. It's holding a safe, supportive environment that people are willing to try things outside of their comfort zone. So I was working with a client in LA and she was amazing. She is like this, actually, she's like an athletic trainer and she works for this company. She wanted to get a bigger role there in a promotion and she wanted to really show up as her authentic self. She didn't want to really just fit into the mold because she was going to be doing a lot of research work. She's going to be doing speeches for the company and she was going to really be putting herself out there on bigger stages. And for us, we, how I start with all my clients is really getting down to how do you want to show up and feel in your clothes? And what do you want that to say about you? So she wanted to feel confident. She wanted to feel sexy. She wanted to feel vivacious 
effervescent was her. She had great words, but it was like all so spot on for her. And it was all about her aligning with who she really wanted to be and stepping into that. So we focused on getting really interesting silhouettes she felt good. And we focused on getting really great textures and colors that wasn't hiding her body that she has worked so hard to get, you know, she works out every single day but they really needed to take her up a level. So instead of her wearing more athletic clothes and we really worked on creating an elevated wardrobe that still felt so personal to her. And after we worked together, she ended up telling me, she emailed me, it was like, oh my gosh, I got the promotion that I've always wanted. And it was amazing. So I was so happy. I totally celebrated her successes, but I know it was so great to hear that a lot of that was how she was showing up and feeling in her clothes. And that was radiating from her. Great. So everybody, you are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. I'm Michelle Walters. My co-host Cynthia is on a break today. Today, we are speaking with Alina LeBlanc, who's a personal stylist and founder of LeBlanc Label. If you haven't already done it, and the truth is most of you haven't, please like rate and review and follow Mind Power Meets Mystic. We would love your support. We have some great talks and interviews coming up. You won't want to miss them. Alina, I thought we could speak a little bit more about the psychology of fashion and especially the psychology of color, because I think that color is actually really powerful and people don't always remember how important color can be to one's wardrobe and how one's perceived. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the colors you like to work with, with your clients and what they, what they sync signal and symbolize. Okay. I think this is a great question. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, but there are stylists who do color analysis on people and they match them with their hair, their skin color, their season. And for me, I don't really follow those rules because I think color is so much more personal than just your physical qualities. And it's true when you look into the psychology of color and the emotions that those can bring out in you, because technically I'm probably a, an autumn because my hair, skin, eyes are all kind of the same. But for me, I like wearing vibrant, bright colors because I don't mind standing out. I think it's fun. They bring me joy. And I just actually watched this TED talk about color. And it was talking about how when you're young, there's so many things that bring you um, joy. And a lot of that has to do with color. And as you get older, you start to remove a lot of that color. So if you look at cities, they're very gray and cement and very bland. And it's like, they changed schools. They did like studies where they painted schools and saw how much better people performed in those environments than in just like a cement, like cubicle. So if those can change so much about your environment, think about how much color can affect the way that you're showing up or perceived by other people. I love that. I think that's absolutely true. And why not? Little kids know that. That's why little kids like bright colors. Exactly. I think a lot of times, especially women, and I worked in advertising for years. I mean, everybody wore black. 
Yes. I didn't. I mean, that's the fashion industry. Everybody like designers all wear black all the time. I'm like, that's so boring. Boring. I'm with you, man. It's boring. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, I guess we all kind of need a little black dress and, and black is great to black trousers, black shoes. There's a time and place for those things, but I think people start to lose their, I don't know what it is. It's not necessarily their joy, but I think as they get older, they think they need to fit into these boxes so much and that only certain colors are professional when it depends, like you can have a bright color, but wear it in a very classic silhouette and that can still be professional and it's having fun with fashion. And I think a lot of people have lost that when you're a child, you play and you get to play dress up and have fun and you play with textures and colors. And then as you're an adult, you start to get not everyone, obviously, but a lot of people end up starting to really mute that down. And it's really sad to me. I, I think it's good to have fashion be a tool for being self-expression yes. and for, for seeing who you are and for being unafraid to not wear black basically um so why don't you tell us like when a when a woman wears blue let's say because I know that there's like a thousand shades of blue but um (laughs) but what what kind of a, a signal does blue send so blue is actually the most universally worn color and that blue honestly looks good on everybody which is so interesting compared to most, a lot of colors, blue, like cobalt blue looks good on everybody, but it's a color that you, people really associate with being secure, with being trustworthy and being knowledgeable. So a lot of the times, if you see people in uniforms, like think police officers or doctors, nurses, they're wearing blue. And that is because they've thought of the psychology of the color And when people see that, they automatically assume that you're more trustworthy because of the color. So let's move on to red. When I went to your presentation, there was one woman in the room wearing red and wow, she was an instant standout. Tell us about red. Yes. So red, I love red. You can use red, like she was wearing a full red dress, a very vibrant red, which I love. Um, but red is actually a color that causes not only like psychological effects, it causes physical effects on you. So when you see the color red, it speeds up your heart rate and it actually excites you like your pupils enlarge. And it's actually a color that gives you a lot of excitement. So they recommend wearing red for a very great power color. So if you wear a red suit, you really are calling in attention Or if you're going out on a date and you want to look really good and excite the other person, red's a great color. And I think people that might be a little intimidating to people to wear a full red outfit. So there are little ways you can incorporate that, like say a red lipstick or red accessories, like earrings, necklaces, that you can add some of the color to your look, but it doesn't feel overpowering for you. That makes perfect sense. It just kind of spices Yes. Red like a spice instead yes, of I love that. As, the, as the main dish, right? So what about yellow and orange? So typically those colors are a lot more playful. Like they are come off as being more friendly. A lot of the times they say they're more childlike. And I just think it's because they're these like vibrant colors that you're automatically drawn to. 
Um, and that's like, even in your space, like if you were to paint your room yellow, it like excites you, but not in the way that red does. It's just a bright color that makes you feel really happy. Yeah. So I, I love think of yellow, yellow like sunshine. Yes, exactly. So you associate a lot of great things with yellow. Right. And what about green? So green women typically wear a lot of green. Who don't? I don't think women wear a lot of green. Really? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, was, I don't know. I, wasn't I think I'll... green to a presentation I was giving online because I was going to be on a green screen and I would disappear. So oh, that makes sense. I think people wear a lot of like now I would say there's like certain colors that are more popular. So like olive green is a very common color that people wear in a more casual way. But green you typically associate with um, nature. So when somebody's wearing green, you think it's more of a calming color. And it, it's like, they're more not saying they're more environmentally friendly, but it's like that a lot of the times it's a more supportive color, supportive color. Okay. How about purple? So purple is my favorite color. I love, but purple is like a Royal color and it is a very, um, I think it's a magical color too. So it brings out all of these great properties and you like even my even thinking about brand colors and wearing different colors that represent your brand I think it's always really fun for photo shoots but for me it's like this mysticism of purple it's the luxurious color and for me it's a very soothing color soothing why do you say soothing something about purple to me just feels like a hug <laughs> it feels like a hug okay I always think of purple as being kind of royal and, yeah. and majestic. And you're right. There yeah. is purple is sort of the color of magic. Like a spiritual color. Yeah. 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 Pink. Pink. A lot of the times is very feminine. It is more playful. Um, but I think there's a, for every color, there's so many different shades of the color. So it is more feminine. Typically when you are wearing pink, there was the big like trend of millennial pink, which is like that soft kind of muted pink which was really nice and I think that's like a very cozy color for people and I think that's also due to that brings it back a little bit back to your childhood and those very like pink gender specific colors that it's like okay this is like a girly feminine sweet color right but I don't um I love wearing pink me too um, but I like hot pink I think hot pink gives pink? me the same feeling as red and like it's exciting I recently heard someone suggest that you should remember that when you're making your fashion choices, you're making your fashion choices on the outside that everybody sees, but you are also making fashion choices under those that not everybody sees. And yet you can use color there to spice yeah. things up. And it was recently recommended in this presentation to wear red panties when you, oh. do, when you want to walk into the room and feel stunning and I thought wow now there's an option I hadn't thought of so. I've heard of that too it's like when you're wearing like some sort of like sexy lingerie or something really beautiful underneath your clothes it's almost like a form of armor like no one else knows it's there but you know and it feels very empowering to wear yes so I'm considering this <laughs> definitely get a pair of red panties <laughs> Yeah, it seemed 
like a good reason to go shopping. Yes. So, do you have any other uh, thoughts or ideas that you might share with our listeners about enclosed cognition? Meaning yes. the, well, you define it for us. So there's been studies showing that clothes affect more like how you think about yourself when you're wearing them. And I think that's such an interesting study because they've tested it out with, for instance, a white lab coat. So they told people, they had people take tests and they told people half the group that they are wearing a white doctor's coat. And then they told the other half of the group that they are wearing um, like a white artist's smock. And the way that the people with who were told that they're wearing a doctor's, um, oh my gosh, coat, coat, a lab coat, doctor's yeah. coat, they scored much higher on the exam. So it's really more, it's not even just what you wear. It's how you think about what you're wearing too. Right. And I think we've talked about that a little bit too. It's like when you're wearing something previously, when I, when you were at the presentation, I talked about like wearing things that are tailored to your body, you automatically feel more confident in. And that really shows because people find you more trustworthy and they see you more of in a position of power when you are wearing things that are tailored to your body. So it's like pretty crazy to think that it's not just, these are not just garments you're covering up. So you're not nude in public. It's really a way to showcase yourself and your abilities. I love that. It's a way to, well, you also gave some statistic about how quickly people make, um, make an assessment of you. What was that? The first seven seconds, seven seconds. So in seven seconds, nobody has an opportunity to find out really what's in your heart or are you a nice person or do you know what you're talking about? But they do have time to decide if you brushed your hair and put on clothes that fit, right? Yeah. And I think it's more of like when you're working with somebody, especially people who are business owners, you want to know that they look presentable, that you can trust them, that they look organized because if they were to show up and they look frazzled and all over the place, then a lot of the times you associate that with their work quality. So that's why I think it's so important as a business owner to use style to your advantage and to create a personal style that you feel really confident in so that when you walk into a room that is really coming from you and who you are and your skills. I love it. Do you have any more super tips for our listening audience about how they can use fashion to wow people in those first seven seconds? I would say a great tip that I always recommend is to, if you have no idea where to start with your personal style, like you're like, oh, this seems overwhelming. I don't know. Start a Pinterest board and just pull some different photos of inspiration that you're drawn to. Then once you look back at the board, when you have about 10 to 20 pins, you can kind of see if there's any reoccurring themes. Maybe there's colors that are coming up, maybe prints you're drawn to. And those are a good indicator of something that you might want to add to your style that feels really good to you. I don't know why. I just feel compelled to share this story right now. I have more than once put some clothes in the basement that wasn't really wearing out of season, whatever, and then gone out and purchased the same item and put it in my, in my dresser and then realized like, wow, I have two of the same 
blue shirt. I have two of the same, whatever. And I'm sure if I do this, other people do this, but it's just funny to me that there are certain items of clothing that you, you keep buying. (laughs) I think also what happens is if you're not seeing it all the time and seeing like what you have. So a lot of the times it's easier to just buy things if it's in drawers, because you're not able to easily access that. Um, I don't do shopping for anybody without seeing what they already own, because to me, that's so wasteful because we could be getting something you already have something similar to if I haven't seen, but also being able to see your clothes. And I would say looking at them and seasonally to make sure that everything feels aligned with you for how you want to show up, how you want to feel, and that you can see and access everything because you don't want to tuck things away and never use them like clothes are meant to enhance your life, make you feel good. You should be wearing them rather than storing them away. So I think taking inventory at the beginning of each season to see maybe what have you never worn? What do you wear all the time? What might need mending or might need replacing? I think that's a way to be more intentional with your wardrobe. Oh, those are fabulous super tips. Look at you. <laughs> super Good. tip away. So Alina, thank you so much for being on our show today. What do you have coming up? What would you like to share in terms of your events and activities with our listeners? Okay. So I have an exciting event that's going to be on March 28th. It is in person. I am going to be styling at an event. It is a fundraising event for Children's Hospital. And it is going to be at a boutique called Rechic, and it's a consignment boutique that is beautifully curated in Arinda, California. And that event will be from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Wonderful. And did you give us the date? March 28th. Yeah. March 28th. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And uh, everybody, you've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my guest, Alina LeBlanc. Cynthia Varkavisser is on vacation this week. If you didn't rate and review us and follow and subscribe and do all of those good things at the break, this is your time to do so now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.